Hey guys, Grant here. Uh, once again, thank you for checking out the post show. Uh, Dave and I have been having a lot of fun uh, recording these after we finish up with the My Hero Pod. Um, you know, it's a great way to you know catch up with one another and wind down after uh, after we record. Um, so yeah, again, thank you so much for checking it out. Um, so two little things of housekeeping for the episode. Um, one. You know, just because we, we talked about quite a few things this episode, but specifically we talked about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's kind of new. It's not really, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a big property there. So we just want to give a heads up on some spoiler warnings uh, from the 15 minute uh, to the 30 minute mark. It's just pretty much in that window. We kind of just talk about the whole season, get all out there. Just here, we, we, we put it out there for you guys. Uh, and secondly, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a long episode, but we hope everyone, you know, kind of, you know, checks it out right to the very end. We have some pretty big news for the show. Um, you know, you're probably visually going to see it first. You know, we have a logo. Very, very exciting. Um, but, uh, but like I said, I, you should check it out to the end. Dave and I kind of nerd out a little bit. And uh, it's, you know, we're, we're very excited. This is a huge step for us. And uh, we look forward to uh, all the, the further steps we're going to take. So, uh, anyways, enjoy the show, guys. Thanks. Oh hey Grant, hey Dave, that was fun. That was fun. Did you um? Did you end up watching the Oscars? No, dude. Oh, I almost I had <laughs> like a low key meltdown. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was fucking mad. Um, all week because that was the thing. Like we don't have TV. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, like we don't subscribe to a TV or anything like that, and. Um, I was reading all online, like, just kind of, like, various, even, like, Canadian websites were posting, like, how to watch the Oscars, and it was either, you know, you watch through TV, like, on TV, or it's through, like, a the CTV app, because I guess they have exclusive yeah. right, broadcasting rights. Yeah. And I was always under the impression that, like, CTV, like, you could watch some on-demand shows, and then you, know, you gotta sit through ads, which, whatever, it's yeah. the Oscars, there's gonna be commercials anyways. And, again totally my fault you know to be fair like leanne and i had like a major gaming day and we were just like sucked into what we were playing and like i waited till like 40 minutes till the oscars were on and it just flat it was like oh you don't have to seem to have a ctv account or uh like a tv service so you can't watch this and i was just scrambling to find like alternate ways to find the Oscars, I was looking into VPNs and like see, you know, like all this. Stuff. Oh yeah, it was. That's such a pain. Yeah, it was. It was really silly. Like, I, and I, I had messaged you. There's no reason this shouldn't have been on YouTube as a live stream. Like, I was. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I guess they're one of the last, uh, one of the last holdouts because so many of these things are live nowadays mm-hmm. on on like YouTube and other free streaming services. But mm-hmm. I think I sent you like. In 2014, and I know that's like decades ago when you consider how far streaming has come. Sure. But 2014, they had 47.43.7 million viewers, and then even just last year, it was substantially less at 23.6 million. Mm. But in 2021, the Oscars pulled 9.8 million viewers. I cannot imagine, and I get it. Like even with the COVID and stuff, like. Yeah. The show is just not half as exciting, but like I just don't think that cable this... t- or you know I just don't think that people are going to watch it on television. I think the problem again, I you know I, I follow a lot of movie podcasts and you know shout out to uh, the Big Picture, which is the good shit. It's on the Ringer Network. If anyone, everyone, if you like movies, you should check out that podcast. Maybe I, will. Um, I don't even know about that. Oh, you should, oh, it's. I, I think I've sent you one of their other shows, The Rewatchables. Dude, The Rewatchables is my jam. Yeah, they're they are killer. It's the same like Sean Fantasy. It's his shit. Oh, Amanda okay. Dobbins, like the, they're the big picture. They're on uh, Rewatchables every now and then. Dude, The Rewatchables got me when I saw that they were taught. They were doing a, an episode on Dunkirk, and their guest was Quentin Tarantino. I was like, they Wait, did it. They did what? a three episode arc. They did King of New York. Uh, <sighs> they did Unstoppable, the train movie with Denzel Washington and yep. Chris Pine. And then they did Dunkirk. Awesome. That very good. Bill Hader's been on a couple times. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Like very, a, very good what show. What a dream to talk about movies with people like that. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. But, so, yeah. but anyway, so like, you know, like, and they're, they're pretty close insiders and, you know, to the industry, like, you know, maybe not insiders, but like they're, it, they know the industry. And I think it's, I think it's been more of an Oscar problem, not so much a cable TV issue. Like there's, I think there's a bit of an, 
from what I've you know garnered like as a layman listening to like you know the Hollywood talk or movie Hollywood movie talk, I think it's like a bit of an identity identity crisis for the Oscars mm-hmm. now, because also like you know there's the a lot of issues of like imbalance of you know the voters and people. Yeah. I guess there's there's been interviews or like reports have been made like no no names have been come out, but I think like a lot of people just didn't watch the movies this year. Yeah. Like, you know, because, well, like, oh, there's no... It's a lot of old people, too, I think, now. It's like, also it's, tricky, right? Like, you know, it's, it was a really bad year for the Oscars, also, just with COVID and everything. Yeah. I saw one out of the... Out of all the best pictures, I saw mm. one. Which one? Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, us, too. We tried to watch Nomadland, I turned it off. Was it bad? Because they did well. And someone no. was like... You know, I, I saw, like, they won a bunch, and people were like, oh, it's just because of, you know, PC reasons. And I was like, well, I don't know. I didn't see it. It was okay. Not that, so yeah, I don't know. we we got to the forty minute mark, and it was getting pretty heavy. Like you know, con- or you know, story wise, like because mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. It's it's also I, I'm not big on the movie. Like I'll, I'll I'll say that up front. I think you know I I probably should have watched it maybe a little sooner. It was mm-hmm. you know it was because I, I had the assumption it was going to win best picture. That was kind of mm-hmm. the consensus on that. So, you know, Leanne and I, we that was the one we ended up watching, you know, tried to watch this weekend. And we got to 40 minutes in, and, like, I'm not, you know, we're, we're very blessed. We have very good lives, but, like, we're also blue-collar workers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, you know, <laughs> you know, we pay our taxes, we do our job, we have mm-hmm. a good life. But, like, my life's not fucking easy either. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a bit of a message of, like, and it's, like, rich people making these movies, telling these stories of other people who do have very hard lives and do have a rough go. And it's kind of like... Felt pandering to you, it sounds like? It was a little pandering. And I was like, fuck you. Like, you know, like is it, it kind of came off as like millionaires making a movie that's going to make millions. Interesting. Serving it to people that like, that are kind of in the movie. Like, you know, like I said, I'm not... I have a good life. There's, you know, there's nothing. Do you, I, no, I think no, my I point's getting across. No, it is. But it, pandering is the perfect word. And and we had stopped, and Leanna's like, "Do you want to finish?" And I was like, "No." Like yeah. she's gonna be sad for the rest of the movie, and there's probably gonna be a, a happy, you know, white savior moment at the end of it. And you know, we're gonna have to feel better. Also, they really prop up Amazon in a very weird way. The company. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Is a, it an Amazon movie? No, it's not, but there's a segment, because the, from what we watched, and mind you, like, take, you know, whoever's listening, take a grain of salt, because I didn't finish the movie, yeah. so, but in the early parts of the movie, there's this thing, I guess there's like a seasonal work, I think it's in either in Alaska or Nevada, where it's seasonal, people travel in these campers, these nomads, they work for Amazon for a few months till they're done, and then they tell them to fucking beat it. Oh, okay. And they let, I think Amazon pays for, like, a lot where, like, essentially a campground and people get a discounted rate and they can park their trailer or their camper there or their van. And they, they, they do this job. Hmm. Probably for pennies. Right. You know. But they they kind of, the messaging is kind of like Amazon is throwing these people a bone. Okay. And. Well, everybody knows good guy Amazon. Well, yeah. And, you know, like, everyone uses Amazon. Like, I absolutely try not to if I can. But, like. You know, it's I don't, a bit I, of a mixed message. It sounds like for you, a very mixed message. A little politically and, motivated, you know. But every, but that's the biggest argument about this movie is this whole Amazon thing. Interesting. Yeah. Every year, you know, the Oscars happen, and I still believe, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the Oscars are more political now than they are like indicative of of good cinema, and I think mm-hmm. like I understand that point of view because yeah. oftentimes you get movies that sweep that seem to be a little bit more about uh, politics than they seem to be about cinema. But at the yeah. same time, I think that more often than not, if you look at the Oscars and you look at the Oscar-nominated films, more often than not, those are the best movies of the year. Or at least, yeah. you know, critically speaking, or, you know, the majority of them, I'm not saying that's like an absolute rule, and that mm. great movies are not often nominated. Some of my favorite movies of all time have been, quote, snubbed by the Oscars. So, like... You know, take that with a grain of salt too. But you know, to mm-hmm. your point, it feels like they kind of, it kind of got out of hand. Uh, maybe in this instance, I also didn't see the movie. I mm-hmm. will say on this note, on a positive note, I haven't seen any of the others, but I have heard amazing things about three of them, and those are um, the Sound of Metal, mm. 
the father, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And the one I forget, I hate it. Mama something. The Chadwick Boseman movie apparently is stellar. Oh, Moraine's Black Bottom. Yes. Um, when I say mama's something. Mama's something. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that's, you know, the thing, the, the bummer is too, like, we it came down to between Nomadland and The Sound of Metal. Mm. And I don't know why I didn't choose The Sound of Metal. It's just, I think because I knew Nomadland was going to win. I was like, I need, I need to see it because I know it's going to win. Yeah. You know? It's Sound of Metal. Like, all the reviewers that I really, really respect are just pumping that one up. Riz Ahmed, um, I saw him for the first time in one of my favorite movies. Um, not uh, Venom. No, is he Venom? <laughs> He's the villain. <laughs> oh, I hate that for him. Isn't that I think like, he's... a great example of like you do the Hollywood thing so that you could do the indie movie? No, he after that movie came out, he was pretty vocal about his new stance. Good. Of like, yeah, he was like, I, he was. <sighs> He'd yeah, he shit on too. Star Wars. Really? He shit on Star Wars. He shit on Venom, um, which I liked him in, in Rogue One. Um, I forgot about all that. Dude, the one the movie I was going to say was Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. He's the assistant, and he's awesome. Yeah, that's a great... He's great in that. That's a great movie. I completely forgot. That oh, God, he did Venom. Yeah. I usually like to like look at like your favorite movies, and yeah. then look at like the best performances or some of your favorite performances, and it's like, now let's find where the actor got screwed or or just yeah. like had to pay the bills i oh god i totally forgot about venom that poor guy <laughs> and i mean you know when i say the poor guy you know i'm sure he was well compensated yeah. he was on posters up, all man. over the world you know the, there could be bigger problems but like yeah god. No, i know yeah a movie that and that like was even though like kind of cheesy and but like made a ton of money and people kind of like it you it's know crazy it's crazy to me like some of these actors like who just seem to be so much about the craft. Like, mm. you watch Riz Ahmed in Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Like, he took that role, and, like, it's not, like, a super juicy, like, movie or role. He's not playing the Jake Gyllenhaal part. You know, he's, like, kind of paying his dues. And you, you just figure these people are so about the craft. And then you see them in, the, in these just dog shit movies. Like, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not really try, trying to attack Venom here. But I just mean every now and then, like, it makes me think of, like, Tom Hardy. Like, I just watched, you know, I watched Tom Hardy coming out of, uh, I don't know, it was a, it was a really artsy thing. It was, like, an HBO thing, that show, Taboo. Oh, then, yes. Which I liked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was, like, you know, changed my world. But then I, then I watched him in Venom, and I was like, wait, what? Mm. What? Did you ever see, it was on HBO, it was called The Night Of? No, I have it um, oh, on my watch list. Is that good? That's yeah, oh, that's a heavy watch, but that is a great show. Like it's a, I think it's it's a one-off series. Um, it kind of, it kind of came a little early before, like, you know, the a lot of the police injustice um, uh, in the world. I think it was like just, just before like, beat. well, no, no, and you know the fact that it, the beat, you know, that it missed, like it's you know the. It's due time, the injustices of uh, some police forces mm-hmm. in this world. Um, but just very, like... If it had come out now, you're saying, like, maybe it would have... I think it would have been talked about more. I think it was definitely talked about, because it's him and... Um, uh, oh, it's, it's Tom Hardy? No, no, it, it's it's Riz Ahmed. Oh, cool. Yeah, sorry, Riz, yeah, um, Riz Ahmed, um, and it's... Uh, what's his name? John Turturro plays, like, his lawyer... And he's just a guy wrong, or Riz Ahmed plays someone wrongly accused of a crime, and he's in prison for a long time, and it just shows how like some people like all it takes is like a you know the second you're in prison, your life is over because like it sucks you in. Yeah, and getting, yeah, sucked into the system. Very, what a performance that is, and really? like yeah, very. I highly recommend. It. It's an older show. He's I think legit. it was like 20, 2015 or twenty sixteen. I remember it was recommended to me when it came out. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I'll get yeah. around to that. I have it. Yeah, I I, it oh yeah, for sure. If it's on your queue, definitely, definitely get to that one. Oh, maybe just to close this thing on the Oscars. Mm. I watched one thing that I had backlogged, but it, then it won an Oscar, and it was twelve minutes long, so I watched it. Do you have any guesses? Whoa, say that again. Sorry. Fine, whatever, bro. I'm uh, so sorry. No, I'm kidding. I watched a thing. Because it won an Oscar and it was only twelve minutes long, and I had it on my queue anyway, so I watched it. 
and it, and it was, was only 12 minutes long okay. if anything happens i love you the digital short on netflix or the animated short on netflix oh i have no idea what that is really it yeah. was a rather high profile and critically acclaimed at the time it came out it came out in 2020 12 minutes long i will not spoil okay because uh, it's you know it's 10 minutes go watch it after this right um but yeah it won an oscar for best animated short um huh. And uh, really good. People were like, oh, you're going to cry. And I was like, you can't make me cry in 12 minutes. <laughs> and I came close. Very well done. Really? Uh, yeah, really, really well done. Really great animation style. Really effective storytelling. Has a very clear message. Nothing nothing crazy. You know, nothing controversial about it. It was just good. Hmm. I recommend it. You know, we, were t- we talked about it like, last week, like, if you're a fan of animation or anime mm-hmm. or if you're not and like you're listening to the show because you're trying to get into it i had said check out to your eternity which i mm-hmm. still stand by um but this is also a great example of the um just how creative the medium is mm. and how efficient it can be um and how like you couldn't really tell the story that this short tells in the same amount of time even with like unlimited budget like it's just it's very specific to the mm. to what they're shooting for if that makes sense so mm. if anything happens i love you there i'm you checking go. that out I'm, i got, i think i got 12 minutes to spare tonight yeah um did you rap on uh falcon winter soldier i did and i got some thoughts hit me um bloated bloated is the word um I don't know, like, I honestly, <laughs> there was some very weird editing in some of those scenes. Yes. The In the fight scenes, I actually had to, like, st- it was, you know, late at night. I had to get up, go get my glasses, because I, that's what, like, I was like, I, I felt dizzy. I was like, fuck, there's something going on here, and, like, I feel like I don't know what's going on the t- on the screen. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe I should be wearing these anyways. Maybe this is, like, a sign to get up. And I went and got them, and I even moved a little closer to the TV. And, like, the first, like, the the first section of fights, like, I guess, you know, the first 30 minutes of the show, anytime there was fighting, I had no idea what was going on. It was, like, like uh, it was janky, and it was, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of, like, you know, there's that trend of, like, quick cuts in action shaky stuff for cam. a long shaky cam not, not even that that's they, the thing they don't they, do the shaky cam they just do fast edits like too fast the i guys, had no idea what was going on you know if you're interested in uh, you and, and whoever's listening if you're interested in obviously like good stunt work everyone knows go watch john wick but more than that the guys who do those movies or who do those youtube uh videos um honest trailers yeah, they've had the John Wick guys on their show on YouTube, huh. and they like make fun of like John, the John Wick movies of their own movies and like of other movies, and they talk about in depth about like just the trend of quick cuts and how it's meant to hide um, mistakes mm. and how it's meant to hide the lack of preparation so that you don't have to have a scene perfectly choreographed. Mm. They go over, dude. They like highlight a scene in Taken. Where okay. there's eleven cuts of oh. Liam Neeson jumping over a fence, <laughs> I've eleven, seen that <laughs> and it is so horrendous. And like, it's funny. Like, if you think about the Bourne movies, like they—I don't want to say they pioneered it, but they use like the shaky cam and the quick cuts in like such a aggressive, fun way. Mm. But then it feels like Hollywood just sort of like took the ball and fucking ran with that yeah they're like, oh that worked oh like oh so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just sort of figure it out and half acid and anyway i totally agree a lot of the fight scenes were just sloppy and they it feels like they mess with it in the edit to try and hide that but then you get to the latter half of the episode and it's yeah. fine and which in my opinion yeah. is a like more difficult shots that they got it was like it was like the scenes they shot the day of was a write-off somehow and like they had to maybe you know what i mean you know maybe um because the pacing's all over the place in the finale but oh my i thought it ended four times same but maybe maybe (laughs) they had time to focus on one fight choreography but not the other Mm, yet sure you never know who knows but because I'm assuming yeah. this was in the bag before covid hit right or were they filming they got delayed oh they did they did they did get delayed i know this okay i don't know why i know it but i know it so, I mean, 
let's get into it because the, like there is a lot there's there is a lot in this that I want to talk about like so they I think you know I'm annoyed with a couple things I don't know if I'm super happy with any of it mm. um not to like be a negative Nancy about it I mean I'm glad that I guess I'll start positive I'm glad that they at least make the choice and they give you know Falcon is now Captain America that is by far the definitively best thing about this episode is they give it to him they crown him, and he deserves his own movie, and thank God they are. Because he's great yeah. as Cap. Yeah, he's good Cap. Um, he had a you know good monologue at the end. It was like a little reachy for me. Like It was like, a, we're going to do better. And then people are like, how? And he's like, well, you, well, you'll, you'll do better. Mm. And like, you know, they took on like a lot of this racially motivated political stuff. And it was like, Jesus, like, are we really going to wade into this? Or are mm. you going to kind of like take a quick, easy win... And then sort of like get back to the superhero stuff. And it mm. felt like they kind of took a quick easy win and then got back to superhero stuff. I don't want to mm. be a dick about it. Um, I just, you know, I, I didn't feel especially brave to me. Like, I don't think they really did a ton there. It, sure. It, to, to, the, to the extent where it was like, why bother including it? Mm. Um, it felt like a way to score some quick points. I don't want to catch any heat for that. That's just how To it be felt. fair, <laughs> they could have done it a lot worse like i think there was that's true too there was still some grace to it that's true too. you know you know that but it's like you said they the the, they picked up the torch but i feel like they could have just moved it a little further down the line like the best part of it of that part of the show was um the guy that bucky fought in uh, i think it was vietnam the the super Mm. soldier what was his name was it isaiah isaiah he was probably the best part of what they decided to do it was the most grounded part of the show. Most grounded part of the show by far. Yeah. yeah. Um, really good performance by that guy. The fact that like they like sort of get pulled over afterwards because uh, like, mm. they come up to, to Falcon. And so th- that was like by far the most grounded. I, I They almost could have left it there. Um, but that was really, really well done. But but anyway, so the finale. So he's capped. That's the best part. What else did you like? What else did I like? I do... I'm, well, I'm glad Bucky didn't catch one. I thought he might have. I think I called that on the last post show. I, I think like, he oh, did. I, gonna, you know, maybe he ca- maybe he catches one in the movie. Okay. Oh, could there def- there's definitely going to be another there's definitely going to be another Winter Soldier, you know, Captain America movie like they sidekick better. duo. But it was it, I I think <sighs> this is going to sound lame. I think it was I think it was funnier and kind of more heartwarming when they were picking on each other. Yeah. Now it's just like. <laughs> We're best friends. <laughs> you yeah, know? I think that they knew that 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 was the problem with this show, right? Like yeah. they knew, like we can't just do buddy cops; it might not work. So yeah. we have to kind of make them not love each other, but then they end up loving each other. But then, like, we're Disney, and it will be corny, and we have to try to avoid the corn. Mm. And then, like, then they sort of steal steer right into it at the end. I, to be fair, like it's just hard. Like, I don't know what I would have done differently, or even if, like, you gave this, without making a really dark show, Yeah, what are you supposed to do, right? I agree. It's it's a little unfortunate, because they set a, not a dark tone, but a very, um, I guess, a, a mature tone in episode five. They did. Leading into this, and I was like, yeah. okay, yes, like, because you and I, you and I, I thought this was, a, like, an ace in the hole coming like looking you know <laughs> hindsight well, they're really thought, good big really great pieces of a show in here right yeah lots of good but there was a lot of and you know back to the word bloat and throughout and there, you know there was there's a couple weird things leading up to it in like in comparison wandavision for its faults at the end was as was a better package than i think this definitely was. yeah wandavision definitely more consistent great performances actors had more room to breathe they weren't trying to juggle five plots Mm. This show was absolutely trying to juggle too much. Maybe I'm not yeah. John Walker and the Power Broker. Not into that. J- Julia Louis Dreyfus in- introduction. I'm. A, I, um, I love me some Julie. So no, that's... but you know what I mean. Like they were doing that Marvel thing where no, they try to in- as they're showing you one thing, they're trying to set up three more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, less consistent. Wandavision felt. Like you said, I remember you said, like, your least favorite part of WandaVision was when the Marvel stuff happened. Yeah. And there was just so much more Marvel stuff in this one. Mm. It not, was, yeah, it was not predominantly. On. No. Um, I thought, though, you know, another positive thing. These two characters got more development now than they ever have. Mm-hmm. 
which is fair. I don't know if I love every part of it, of their development. Cause but when they, they do they get a different. movie, it's, it's going to be believable. That's true. I really hope that they feature both of them heavily in the movie or or just give anthony mackie a full cap movie they, did i tell you or did you see that they announced cap four is in you would you would sent that to me yeah so they are doing it that is confirmed call i hope they don't call it i don't, I don't know what they're gonna call it actually I don't know. i'm sure that it'll be a captain america movie but we'll see what things are post um the next spider-man movie mm-hmm. or in uh sorry the next doctor strange movie is probably gonna set the tone oh, for the okay. next pardon me for the next few years did you see um, at the credits, they call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That was a nice touch. Was a nice touch. At first, I was like, okay, does this leave room for a season two? Or and then no I was way. Like, no, they're gonna do a movie. And then I they saw are the not day. gonna make a Captain America TV show. It, that yeah. is a blockbuster. Yeah, that is a Hollywood. Theater. Yeah, absolutely. But then, like, it was the next day I saw the Cap Four movie announcement. I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, it was all set up. Um, things I loved. I loved Zemo getting that four kill hit. Four kill little, hit. Little last ditch. Sent his butler to blow up. The oh rest yeah, of his, yeah, yeah. The super serum, uh, or the uh, the flag smashers. Also, and that's the thing too. There's flag a lot smashers. of. Wasn't about. I like the cause. I think she was a good leader. <sighs> yeah. She had just a bunch of no name like henchmen who tried to act like, you know, like we're doing the right thing. We're not doing the right thing. And it was like she didn't have that. It's it's like they did their <sighs> best. You know, with like. It, again like i understand the problem but like they had to introduce this organization of sort of terrorists that are sort of sympathetic mm. um i don't know that was rough i think the the flag smasher group was just rough they needed I was, bad guys because i show. was reading flag smasher is a character not a faction in the comics yeah. i mean you know i'm not mad no i, I know you're not either like we're never no. mad when things no, no, aren't no. loyal or perfect adaptations. I just thought but the execution of the whole thing was just kind of like that what? is the problem of stretching, though. That's of stretching a singular premise yeah. to to a bigger idea. I think so. The you know I'm going to put my Hollywood writer cap on here. Yeah. Um. They should not have had. I already forget the girl's name. The leader is it? Is it Carrie? Uh, Carly. Carly. Um. She should have had an underling or a counterpart in the in the flag smashers that was like directly going toe to toe with her. Instead of doing that, they had Sam acted that as that role of like the yeah. good guy trying to win her back of like no, like I'm good, what you're doing is bad, you're good yeah. too. You know, they should have had some more internal conflicts to justify some of the actions they were doing because she would do something bad and everyone would just sit there slack jawed of like oh, like what's the next step? Carly, it's like that's not a good TV. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, they were just trying to do too much, like you said, and it was stretched. Yeah, it was like there was no point where I was like, oh, these are great villains. I was like, I don't know, what am I supposed to feel? They're the bad guys, I guess. They're not if, bad. I get the idea that it's like not that simple. Yeah, I guess it's fine. And then they're gone, and they will leave no. They'll leave, no one is gonna. No one's take will be. I loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Flag Smasher plot really mm. made that show for me. Yeah. That Google those words in quotes, you will get zero results. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I think if this I guess to kind of, you know, round this out, you know, cuz there's not much more to beat, you know, beat the horse with, but like I think it, this would be a, a bigger bummer if the rest of the season was knocked out of the park completely and it just wasn't. Yeah. You know, there was no blatantly bad episodes. There was no blatantly bad moments. Mm-hmm. But it was just... It was the just, whole thing you know, was just a little leaky. But then they had some... The bonus going for them is, like, there were some moments where it was on and it was good. But then the rest of it was kind of just, like... Yeah, when they were on, they were on. By the numbers. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to have a bad legacy, but I understand... No, I I understand why, like, I know they say, like, there were some delays, because now, after you had mentioned, I remember them saying, because I think Falcon was supposed to come out first. I now know why they opened up with WandaVision first. Yeah. This would have completely killed the hype going into WandaVision. You know, what's funny, what's funny about this one is, like, I could definitely, I think you could tell they put more money into this show than they did uh, Wanda, just because of how much they had going on. 
Sure. And uh, I remember one of the big questions about these Disney shows was like, what's the production value going to be like? Because we're so used to really high-end production value from the MCU movies. You know, you don't want to like... These shows can't look bad. And this show mm-hmm. looked great, but it's funny. Like, sometimes it's like... You know, it, the story was the problem. <laughs> like, not saying it was bad. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, not once was I really worried about the production value outside of, like, a couple fights that didn't look great. Yeah, um, I think that was, yeah. It, and it's also, man, like, I gotta say, like, look at Cap 1. I think that movie's decent. I know a lot of people really love it. But yeah. look at Captain America, the character, once Stephen McFeely and Marcus, what's-his-face, started writing him and the russos mm. started directing him right like yeah. cap winter soldier civil war and then obviously both infinity both uh the last two avengers movies mm-hmm. all handled by those writers and those directors and cap was handled beautifully none of those guys are involved now i'm not saying that like no one else can do great by the shield but i sure. just think it's like it's just tricky for the sake of continuity. I mean, I know we've changed a lot of things, but I feel like there was a bit of a dip, maybe just in quality of how they decided to handle everything. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I'm happy the show was a thing. I, You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm happy absolutely. they did it. I don't think they ruined anything. I think it was good. And if you're curious to see what happens to the shield at the end of Endgame, it's worth a watch. Also, if anyone hasn't, if we, you know, spoilers, like, like come on, I know it's a little late to the show there, but, you know, it's uh, to- totally bad. Don't worry, guys, we're going to edit something in the beginning there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'll see Cap 4, too. Absolutely, I'll see them all. Like, you know, like, they're, they're popcorn smashing soda drinking blockbuster films, and I'm, I'm down, I've always been down for them, and speaking... Of blockbuster films. Demon Slayer is now the highest grossing anime movie worldwide. Let's fucking go then. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, man. They're they're crushing. They gave Mortal Kombat a good fucking run for their money. Mm. Um, They're off by a couple million. I think Demon Slayer is going to go the distance. Dave, do you want to hear... Google pulled the nastiest trick on me. Um, oh, no. Did they do you dirty? They did me dirty. I was I was furious actually, <laughs> and oh, I was no. like, I, I was what? like, no, I was like waking up in the morning too, so it was like kind of like that morning grogginess. Mm-hmm. I had, and I've never seen it before. I got a push update from my uh, like where I rent movies. Mm-hmm. The, and I got a push notification for Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, can I buy it? I was like, can I buy this and watch this tonight? And Dave and I could talk about it on the pod. And they literally sent me a push notification that, like, you can put it in, like, to add to your watch list of when it's available. And I was like... You filthy bastards. <laughs> I was like, these motherfuckers. Like, Dude, I got something similar where it was like, Demon Slayer, yada, 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 Cineplex. I was like, what's Cineplex? Like, we're in yeah. lockdown. I clicked on it. And it's, like, front and center on their website. And it's, like, no showtimes anywhere. I was, like, well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But um, now that it did hit the States, a lot of the reviewers that I like mm. are putting out reviews. I don't know. People are saying it's bananas. You know, amazing animation. Not, you know, we know what Demon Slayer is. Yeah. You know, people, I think, like, it's getting compared perhaps unfairly to like spirited away and um your name because mm. it beat their box office records yeah. but and those are like you know people look at those as like priceless works of art sure and demon slayer is like you know critically acclaimed and has a lot of heart but i don't think that that kind of movie is like you know it's just not like an art house film no man it's shonen boys loving yeah. shonen and we're showing up and watching it shonen you know? boys like showing up like it's like that on a shirt Put that on a fucking shirt. Boys up. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it kind of goes back to our conversation last week. Like, people just cannot, like, they have to be so overly critical and analyze things. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, Demon Slayer is not Spirit Away, and I can't speak to your name, but, like, d- it can be a dope-ass movie. Like, people, I guarantee you now that it's in the U.S. and there's going to be, like, 
you know, because there's like, you know, there's content drought for all these, you know, mm-hmm. companies and they're looking for stories and there's going to be people highbrow, like highbrow people who think anime is for children and they're going to say, this is, I guarantee you there's going to be the comparisons of like Marvel movies to like regular classic mm-hmm. d- drama movies and they're going to say like this is now the death there's going to be bullshit articles about this is the death of anime and I-, I honestly thought the world was in a better place where they weren't going to go that <laughs> direction but I can already feel it you know like that's just the, the little twitter Scorsese is going to go on the tonight show just like this Demon Slayer movie is worse than a theme park I swear to God, if Scorsese if Scorsese comes out, if on he a comes out, if he comes after anime, nah, yeah, it's, it's over. That man, he's not surviving. Why? If you if you thought the Shonen Boys showed up for Demon Slayer, they're gonna show up for that fight. <laughs> like, you know, um, it's I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Now I'm hyped. Now you're hyped. Yeah. Now, uh, hyped. you know, I I say we evaluate our options once lockdown is over, and or it comes to VOD. You know, whatever comes sooner, right? Mm. So I'll do whatever. We That's can... a full price ticket. Whatever that costs when oh, it's yeah. available, we're yeah. watching. Yeah. yeah, 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 and we'll do a, a podcast about it. And... Absolutely. Do you do you want to bring anything up? Because I, I've been I've been mentioning a lot of things here. I've been driving this. Sure. I, well, I have no. more though. I have more. <laughs> I, do, I I do too. So I again, this is you know if if you're not if you're not invested in. Uh, heavy music mm. in the little in, in the little bit for to the listeners just just give it a listen um dave have you ever heard of the band called era e-r-a uh double r e double r-a no they are a they're a progressive metalcore band um they've been around for like i think their first record was in like 2010 <laughs> or 2011 um you know like they're like They've had some good records. They've always had good tunes. They put out their fifth album at the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able... So, you know, like everything else in the world, one of the shittiest things about COVID is if you pre-order a vinyl record mm. and you live in Canada, you are not getting that for a while. Yeah. It's <laughs> and crazy. That's what that stuff is. I've been, I have been wanting to listen... Cause it is across like you know like the the subreddits and the people that follow like this genre of music um people have just been saying how this is like their definitive album so far it's their fifth record it's now their definitive record it's their definitive sound like this this album has been deemed as something special and i have been waiting and waiting and waiting i wouldn't listen on spotify because i want to get the record i want to you know kick back and my you know in my my nice chair and i've been waiting I appreciate you for your patience. Oh, it hurts so bad. Like, I, I had listened to the single. So, like, you know, there's like, I think there was three, I think four or five singles had come out, mm-hmm. which is, like, just shy of half the album. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, tw- sorry, 12 songs, and I think five singles were out. And I listened to the first three, and I said, I, that's enough. That's what they want us to see first. I'm going to wait for the rest of the album. Dave, I am so happy I waited because I had just, it was just like an hour. I got lost, you know, like, you know, I had the cans on. I was just like completely enveloped by this record. It is so fucking heavy. It is so like the technicality. I had to message Shane because, you know, there's not, there's not too many people I can, you know, that I know, like yourself and Shane and my brother, you know, like, and Devin, like, there's not too many people that listen to heavy music. Yeah. And this album, it has elements of protest, the, like protest the hero and has like, like it's like a mix between protest the hero and August burns red and a little bit of circus survive thrown in like the clean singing. Like you the had dude, my like, curiosity. No, now I absolutely did. And I'm not like, you know, the, the, the clean singer who is also the lead guitar player and is doing mm-hmm. some tremendous things. Um, you know, like it's, he just has like this very um not ominous like he doesn't have like the the scratchiness of like anthony green but he kind of just has like this he knows how to soar when he needs to and he knows how to be quiet mm-hmm. um and and like you know it's it, it's a, they're a progressive band so like everyone on the instruments is just an absolute assassin and you know and it, it's it has that good mix of you know you and I both love Protest the Hero, and they're the perfect example of, yes, they're playing at breakneck speed and mm-hmm. technicality, but it's 
understandable still. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, though they're you don't like get lost in the mix, you don't get you don't get sense. lost, and you know it's and like another band would be like between the buried and me. They have they sure. they, they kind of thread that line of like they're heavy, and when they're playing fast, you can kind of still understand what is being done. Even though like you don't have to be like a guitar player to understand, but like you know like you can you can follow it. And these guys, this record has does a really really good job of blending those heavy breakdown moments of soft, you know, like just like it's so experimental, not in the obnoxious, like we got synthesizers. Like it's not, it's not, it's not shoegaze, but like they, it's, it's just blended. They take elements from other genres, you know, like it's nothing outwardly. Like there's no banjos, there's no like tambourines or anything like that, but like they take kind of some synth stuff and it's, it's not, thrown in your face like Mm -hmm. you know like this is our synth song like they take synths it lets it sit in the middle ground you know the drums and the bass are like you know holding it down like it's it's such a well blended record um so i like i said i you know if if there's some tracks that i could shout out for anyone um listening um definitely house of glass uh is one glass that's 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 a good one that it hits it 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 hits quick and heavy in the beginning and then it kind of has that pace of oh this is like a fast song on the record and then it slows down mm-hmm. and you're like oh and then it comes back swinging like no 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 like this is the heavy song <laughs> you know like yeah uh divisionary i'm a bass player one an unreal kind of bass like you know break point between you know like a like a you know the last or the last verse into like one of the final choruses at the end of the song, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a song at the end of the record which is like if you are into prog music, it's called Idolin. Actually, the last three songs on the record, Remnant and Memory Fiction as well. I just you just get lost on. They're so they are so out there, and like the dude that screams is like that dude knows how to scream like. <laughs> Like he, um, you're hype lot... on this. This is a oh my big god, Dave. For you. Dave, this is a huge record for me. I've been, you know, I've, 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 I've listened to their past uh, pr- two previous records, and I like them. They had some really good tunes. You know, I, I, I would recommend them to people. But like, this is definitely their best record, and this record should make them a big deal. All right, uh, to, to more, to more give people, them an honest try. And, and like I said, it's, it's heavy, and it's. I think the genre, it's like. You know, it's. I think it's called Gent. Is the mm-hmm. you know I'm saying this like I don't know what it is. I do know what it is, but like I tend to not settle in in that genre specifically. But like there's elements of that and some as a pro, David, like as like one of the biggest protest the hero fans that I know, a band that you and I love mm-hmm. and adore together. Like it's a passion of ours. You know, I think the the trifecta of Dave and Grant is Circus Survive. Uh, Dance, Gavin, Dance, and uh, Protest the Hero. Protest the Hero. Wow, that's true. And a little bit of Thrice in there too. If there's, the oh yeah, f- yeah, yeah, if there are top four. But anyways, I I highly recommend this to you. At the very least, you should be listening to this record. And if anyone listening, if you like heavy music, what's the record called? It's uh, it's self titled. It's called Era. Era. Okay. Yeah. I and, will uh, absolutely give them a shot. Oh, it's great, great record. It's it's a really good front to backer. No slow moments everything flows naturally which you know and 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 one last thing you know like i've had not in a musical rut but there's just you know last year there were some really good records but there's been nothing this year so far that's really blown me out of the water i think the last record that i was really passionate about was uh the dirty uh the dirty nil um the punk band um they're somewhere in ontario um they put a record out called fuck art (laughs) And Dave, that's also a really that's a that's a really good banger too. It's yeah. just yeah, laugh, laugh like you know, just funny like tongue and cheek kind of tunes and yeah, really uh, really good shit. All right, I will check out Era and Fuck Art. Oh yeah, definitely Fuck Art. If, if you if you got another album in you, a quick little romp, definitely you know, check that one out. You know, put out a record this week is uh, Tillion of Dance Gavin Dance put out a solo record. Oh, I record did see that. Yeah, Factory Reset. How's that? You check it out. It's. I gotta say, he's been chomping at the bit with solo work for a while, and I have liked none of it. Um, oh, really? It is. I. It's weird how, you know, you get these awesome vocalists sometimes, and their their solo projects just really miss. That mm. said, this is his oh, best yet. 
Okay. Because um, he's been doing this for years. Like he has like several albums, I think, at least two or three. Mm. Um, this is his best yet. There's a couple songs on here that are like DGD light almost, like just no John Mess, um, and not nearly as technical guitar work. Sure. But like, are kind of rocky, um, opportunity rock like light rock opportunities for Tillian to kind of flex his uh, his vocals. Okay. Um, which he does all the time anyway, but. Two tracks I'll recommend off that one are Dose and Hands Around My Throat. And they're both decent. They're both, uh, as the kids say, they're both, you know, a bit of a bop. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're a couple bops. Oh, one of them's a closer, too. Okay. Yeah, Hands, Hands Around My Throat's throat decent. Um, it, mm. You know, a little maybe one-dimensional, but, like, I still find myself, you know, jamming that one on my, like, daily walk on lunch or whatever. So it deserves a shout-out. Um, it's only person downloaded. Yeah, I do that. Um, there's one other thing I, I desperately, we desperately need to mention. Um, we can go as long as we want, but the other one that we absolutely have to talk about is Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the pilot or not? I have not. So, I will spoil nothing for you. No, no, yeah, yeah. Obviously... You know, You're a gentleman. I know you would not do that. A gentleman and a scholar. But, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, it's it's definitely worth the hype. You know, it's okay. hard, right? Like, because to your eternity in Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm watching sort of at the same time. I'm only one episode into Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm caught up on To Your Eternity. And I went on this whole rant last week about how, like, To Your Eternity is this a great example of the of the art form, right? of anime Mm -hmm. and Jujutsu Kaisen is similar except for that it's a perfect example in its pilot and we all know how hard pilots are Mm -hmm. it's 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 a perfect example of just the shonen genre you know um and it is like stellarly animated (laughs) it's like Mm. it's like you look at Attack on Titan season four and you look at Jujutsu Kaisen like that's where all the fucking animators were (laughs) (laughs) Like they had, they had one guy. It, like it, there must have been one guy working on fucking Attack on Titan, and all of them were in one room working on Jujutsu Kaisen. This thing is beautiful. Um, <sighs> not to say AOT is bad. I'm, I'm talking. I'm just po- poking at that. But like, yeah, sure. it's yeah, yeah. it's better than the best episode of AOT by far in the pilot. Really? I don't know about by far, but it is better. Um, you know, like, I'm not saying it's earth-shattering. All I will say is that, like, this looks like a legit shonen, And if it weren't for this podcast, I would absolutely... I could see myself binging this in, like, a week or two. Like, it looks really? legit. Yeah, and, like, that doesn't mean it's the best ever, right? There's plenty of shows that I've binged that are, like, you know, not on the all-time list or whatever. But, yeah, it looks really good. The animation is good. It looks like a good shonen. Good everything, music, production value, animation. Looks legit, man. It is the real deal, which is, like, not surprising, given the amount of ridiculous hype behind that show. Do you think we shit the bed a little bit, not jumping in on it sooner? I don't know. We were pretty, like, if you think about it, like, if it depends. Like, if we wanted to cover it or talk about it, like, we didn't really have time. Like, it was all about AOT. And I think that I don't regret putting the focus on attack on titan mm. no absolutely not that was like, that was the hard thing i yeah. don't think we could have done both you no. know what i mean i think we had to choose and we decided to do attack on titan whatever but how we want to I, I say you should go check out the pilot whenever you want and then we'll make like a call then on like if we want to like cover it on this show week to week or if we want to like just watch it at our own pace i don't really care but it, yeah it's legit hmm. i will uh I'll definitely be checking that out. It's like I said, it's like, you know, we, we've been kind of jonesing to watch this show, but there's just so much going on. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch to your eternity at all? I have not. I was actually, I was You're about like to watch it today. Tier, but... No, I know it's, I, I've been dropping the ball on that. There's been no, so, <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, Leanne and I, the plan was Sunday. was to watch, you know, just Vinland's well, it was it was to watch some anime, catch up on some anime, and, and you know, putter around, do some stuff around the house, and both Leanne and I fell into, absolutely fell into like a, a gaming hole. Like, oh really? Well, because Leanna loves The Sims, mm. and uh, there's I, I don't know where she saw it or she had heard about it. It's it's like a, a sim type game, and it's it's an early access game called The Tenants. 
and the I, the the mechanics of the game I, I couldn't tell you but she was absolutely like clocked into that like it was no one's business like and i was like oh i guess all right we're playing some games today and i've been playing uh so joey uh mm-hmm. my my soon-to-be brother-in-law giuseppe he has been for like, a couple of years now has been trying to get me to play the yakuza games mm-hmm. um which you know i guess a moron would say that they're like a like a japanese you know you know anime-esque version of uh gta which is like i said a moron would say that it's not that but it's to quickly describe it it's just kind of like an open world you play like a you know like a yakuza member but it's 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 so in depth you know we'll have to we'll talk about it at a later date yeah, i've sure. never even heard of this but i'll hear interested it's, to hear more so, next time this is the seventh one in the series jesus and anyway so i've been playing this you know joey lent it to me and i finally said because it's it's typically they were like brawler games like you know just like you know smashing you mm-hmm. know square to you know punch your enemy kind of thing but this is like a, a jrpg it's like a turn-based like party you know four part or four party or four member party type thing and this game is it's no lie no hyperbole probably one of my favorite gaming experiences in probably the past 10 years jesus yeah what, what is it called it's called yakuza like a dragon it's yakuza yakuza, yakuza 7 in, in japan um but like like i said dave it's you know if if anyway make a if, note if, of it no but seriously if anyone listening to the show like if you like anime you've definitely heard of this this series and if you're embedded in like this type of genre you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's... Dave, it, it's an anime come to life. Like, the quirkiness of the characters and the sub... Like, the side... Like, side quests are called sub-stories. Anyways, I... There's... You know, all I did Sunday was I grinded out to max level. <laughs> grinded out my job levels as high as I could. Because there's, like, this final secret dungeon that you can go to. And there's a trophy associated to it. And by God, Dave, I grinded it the fuck out. <laughs> and Monday morning, after my coffee... I for after two and a half hours of attempting the final boss in this dungeon, I did it. I got the trophy, and like yeah. it's actually one of my proudest gaming moments like ever. And I'm I'm an okay gamer. Yeah, my I yeah. It's funny. It's funny you say that my uh, uh, my lady friend has been really on Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh seeing her discover mm. games like because I think what have we been playing on Switch? Oh, it was all Animal Crossing, right? Oh, sure. Because um, yeah, yeah. I think she got a Switch, and we started playing Smash a lot. Mm. Um, fucking COVID purchases, right? And just, like, trying to pass the time. Dave, I'm um, actually a little choked. I didn't know you bought one. Um, well, she bought one. But, oh, okay. But, gotcha. so, so she bought it, then we got, like, Smash and Animal Crossing and whatever. Um, and then finally she was like, okay, what about this Breath of the Wild game? And, you know, she's pretty new to gaming, and she mm. seriously struggled in the first, like, few days. I was like, shit. Like, mm. this might be a miss. And games are not ex- not cheap, right? Games are 80 bucks no. now. Especially, yeah, Switch games she's are literally, never She had literally never played a game. Like, this is crazy to you and me, and maybe everybody listening, but she had never played a game where you move with one left analog stick, and you have to mm. move the camera with the right analog stick. That was foreign to her. She was like, wait, what? She's like, I've been playing for 10 hours. I didn't realize that's what the right stick was for. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to have a rough go with this. Like, But clearly she's she's grasped. Like she's, yeah, she's so in. Uh, cut to a week later, she like just soloed a Divine Beast and the boss mm. at the end on her first try. Oh. She got, you know, the Hylian Shield and the Master Sword. She's just... Oh, wow. L- so she definitely oh, yeah. launched some hours <laughs> She's the just Sword. fell down the pit. Um, of Breath of the Wild, and every time I play that game to like help her with something or just to steal a turn on the Switch, mm. I'm like, I yeah, I understand the hype around this game. I understand how it shot to like the all time list so quickly after launch. That game Dave, is ridiculous. I'm I, I don't want to throw shade, but I I feel like I would I, next week I would like to have a conversation with Sam about <laughs> the Breath of a Wild experience. Like, I no, it's really great. It's really there's great. some thing. There's you know jokes aside. Like there there's some there are some things I genuinely did not like about that game. Mainly the weapon system. Yep. And 100%. the divine and the divine beast, which is all time low, like mm. in the series for me. Interesting. Um. But. But like the ex, oh my god, we we could go for hours on this. But like just the world of imagination, like like Terrytown, 
Did you guys do that side quest? No, not yet. Um, if, well, there's a good chance she did it and I wasn't there. Oh, sure. Like, just, you know, the slow development of this town and the characters in the town. And it was like, this is... Like, this is a game. Like, it's crazy. It was crazy to me. I just... When I, when I got to so that. so many know? open world RPGs, like, Fallout comes to mind, where people are like, oh, the world's so big and you can get lost in it. And then every time I pick it up, like... I don't want to do anything because the game is just so big and overwhelming and it's like I don't even like I felt that way about The Witcher I didn't like The Witcher at all and everybody loves the fucking Witcher I like that um, yeah, yeah, I like but Witcher. you know I'm not shitting on it I'm just saying like, no, 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 I remember no. there's these giant games that are open world and people go oh you can do anything and it's like yeah but I don't want to because like I'm just so distracted and it feels like mm. work mm. Breath of the Wild is like one of these games where for whatever reason just the way they did it I get lost every time I'm like okay I'm on my way to a tower and yeah. then cut to 40 minutes later, I'm, like, hunting and getting meat and, like, raiding bokoblins. You know what I mean? And, like, in the middle of a shrine. Like, it's just such an easy game to get lost in. It is obscene how good that game is. I, I Yeah. Like, I remember blowing two hours. There was there's this one. I remember. I can't remember. That it's been a long time since I played it. Because I, mm-hmm. I, got, I, I got a Switch when it came out. And that was the game I got with it. Mm. Um, so I haven't played since, like, six months, you know, from when I got it to that point. And I played it for a long time. But... You know, um, there was, like, a jungle area, and, and I was, like, doing something, and, like, this lightning dragon showed up in the sky, and I was like, well, I'm gonna spend two hours trying to kill this fucking thing, and, like, or, <laughs> and, you know, and try and get something from it, and, like, just, I completely, like, you just get so off the path, and there's just so much there, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a world to discover, and how many games can actually do that? Yeah, man, um, yeah, I have one piece of breaking news Mm. and i feel pretty confident about it i was like should i bring this up on the show should i not bring this up on the show i'm gonna bring it up on the show are you ready do it if you're listening to this uh episode of the post show thank you we've gone for 55 minutes so (laughs) we'll see if there's anybody still listening but if you've made it this far um pay special attention to our new logo (gasps) because the final renders just came in uh, we want to give uh, my dearest cousin, uh, Megan, a big shout out for this. Thank um, you. Professional animator extraordinaire and teacher um, and has rendered us her services. Um, and yeah, we love it. Thank you so much. Love it. Thank it you. Is ki- we're you know, going to put this on unlimited amount of merch. Even doesn't even matter if anybody buys it. I'm just going to redo my whole wardrobe. I'm making, listeners, I'm making 100 shirts <laughs> of this shirt. I need you to at least buy 98 of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, because we're going to short our mortgages on it. So there's no way else to fund it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, so this is the new logo. We hope Dave, you like it. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in your new, life now. I have an empty glass in front of me, but I, I would like to say congratulations to you and I. Hey, congratulations to you. We got this far. We got this far. This little passion project of ours, this little fart in the wind that's <laughs> turned into something of substance, which we are very proud of. Chink, chink. Um, clink, clink. Or clink, clink, sorry. Pardon me. Um, congrats. Congrats, man. This is this is a big moment for us. And uh, and the talks, we're letting everyone know. It's not just going to be our, our dopey voices opening up every pot each week. Uh, we're in the process of getting a, sh- a song or an intro song started. And yeah. That's the next step, but we yeah. got we got the the key art now, and yeah, it's, it's a good place to be. Us. Go back and listen to our recap of Attack on Titan season three when we were recording on our like our phone mics, I think, or our headphone mics. We've yes. come far, yeah. From there, now we've got a post show because you know we've got a new show and a post show and a logo intro coming soon. We're killing it. Okay, I'm, I'm smiles just, ear to ear, Dave. I'm, yeah. Grab us by the horns, try and stay along for the ride. We are going nowhere. Can't stop us now. Exactly. I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up, unless there's I anything so. else you want to get to. Dave, I could post show for two more hours, but that's not what we're about. Dude, so. I know. We didn't even <laughs> mention uh, Invincible or the fact that I watched the Tokyo Revengers pilot. Oh, shit. Okay, well, we're, we'll put it on the list. We'll That'll be what we talk about first next week. For the next post show, we're going to, you know, Invincible, I don't even know how many episodes that is, like, but it might be over by the time next week happens because it feels like last, we're hurtling. 
yeah, well, I was, I'm behind. I tried to catch up, and that's kind of where my hot take was coming from. I, well, I, yeah. My hot take is get to just watch episode seven for the love of God. Um, oh yeah. Get to seven, wrap that up. We'll talk about it on the post show next week and and see where you're at. I, I think you should watch seven though, up to seven. Okay. All right, um, I can do that. So let's do that. Um. So yeah, tune in. Uh, tune into the post show next week for that. Um. Otherwise, you know, we'll be back with my hero academia next Wednesday. Perfect. Right on, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening. Cheers.